The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. They say the dead speak and move at a higher vibration than the living. Once you step into their realm, your soul begins to move with them. It's time to leave your body and feel this world. Go ahead, scream as loud as you can. I won't be afraid. Do you want me to enter your portal? Yes. I want to feel the spirits moving around me. Once you begin walking, I want to step inside your gate. It doesn't matter if your eyes are open or closed. It's so dark. It's so black. You just need to be patient. And if they reach out and grab you, they will suck you back into their portal. And that is when you can feel their vi vibrations. You can hear their frequencies. I won't be afraid. Go ahead, scream as loud as you can. Get out. Brought to you by WKTV, I'm Wayne Thomas. Welcome to another Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Please keep an open mind about things that you might not easily believe as we explore the mysterious. Spookiness is a requirement on this show. Meet one of the spookiest people I know, my friend with a powerful passion for the paranormal, longtime ghost hunter and co-host, Brandon Jose. My name is Brandon Jose, I can't and uh, Kent County Paranormal, our podcast will be going live or will be back up and running here soon. So make sure to check that out. And I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, watching the show and thank Shatan Noir for being our guest on our last podcast. And we discussed some awesome stuff about cryptids, Bigfoot, and some other ones. So Tonight's guests have been hunting, ghost hunting together 15 years. Long time. As Grasp Paranormal. G-R-A-S-P-P, Gathering Research and Stories of Paranormal Phenomena, LLC. <laughs> we, I throw that in there. We're going to talk about that. Well, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> the married couple, ghost hunters together, uh, I wonder, I'm, I'm wondering, what's up? I mean, you, you hunt together, you stay together. Is that how it works? Um, we'll get into the business side, but first, welcome husband and wife, paranormal investigators, Bill and Connie Jones. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Connie, this is Connie's first podcast. She's camera shy. <laughs> you ought to hear her talk on Facebook. Oh, yes. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, we have long conversations. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Bill will be uh, trucking, and uh, Connie and I will be talking uh, paranormal. Yeah, so, I mean, if it wasn't for Connie, we wouldn't be here right now. If it wasn't for Grasp, we wouldn't be here right now. We go back. They were actually the first team that we had on our show last year. Um, they are like our fourth podcast. But they had the Michigan Ghost Coast Paranormal Convention. The West Coast, uh, Michigan's West Coast Paranormal <laughs> it was yes. as, as long it was as your a name. It was the Ghost Coast. Ghost Coast. That's yeah. what it was. The Michigan Go West Michigan's Ghost Coast Convention. And then that was 2018, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And it, while the convention itself didn't do so great, we made a crap load of new friends. Right. Yep. And as did Brandon and I. And that oh, started yeah. the ball rolling on because there we made connections with you and 
Rick Wade and that got us into uh, St. Cecilia's and then from St. Cecilia's WKTV was there. So then that got us the podcast. So <laughs> from that point, so <laughs> right. how that See, and we, all got you know, We all met Rick. Mm-hmm. We all met Shatan. Mm-hmm. We all met uh, Rich Myers up in the UP. I mean, it for a networking program, it was it was a huge success. Great mm-hmm. success. For, for a convention, it was, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. We I know you fun. guys, you guys put, put some money out there, and it was hard to get your money back. But, never uh, did either. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't try, you're not going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I say, if it hadn't been for Connie, and then Connie gave me all sorts of contacts, that uh, someone that you mentioned already, um, Todd Clements from Mackinac yeah. Island was another one. Beverly Fish, a demonologist, was yep. another one. Yep. Nice, yeah. nice lady. Bill Konkoleski. Bill Konkoleski. He's great. Far out dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UFO. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny how you put that. If it hadn't been for Connie, you guys wouldn't have got the show going. You guys wouldn't have met these people. Mm-hmm. If it hadn't been for Connie, we wouldn't have had a group. Oh. This, this was her idea. Well, that's what I want to talk about. I want to oh, talk boy. about this dynamic husband and wife dynamic. Dynamic and, duo. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, I was like going to put that in my Robin. notes. <laughs> Except we don't climb the walls. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you wear the capes maybe later. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's wearing a mask there, now. There so there's some role playing here and That's there. True. I'm not saying anything, but. <laughs> I wonder what it was like, though, in the beginning. You know, the, I want to hear about your struggles. Uh, how many people you started out with was just. Well, which came first, actually? Love for each other or love for the paranormal? Ooh. That would be a hard one to answer. Really? No, no, well, no. Well, fine, be that no, way. No, 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 I'm just saying because we, had, we both had an interest in the paranormal before we even met. Ah, That's true. That's okay. True. But so, neither one of us had, had gone into that area until right. after we met. And it was funny is we were together, God, 10 years, maybe a little longer than that, before we actually started to... <laughs> 20 years 20 years yeah yeah 2009 yeah and uh it happened we lived in we had just bought a house in nunica 2005 actually and 2000 you're right 2005 yeah Yeah. wife's always right you're right (laughs) (laughs) and uh we were set up for trick-or-treaters and i was excited first trick-or-treaters in the new house you know i got a huge bowl of candy sitting there tv's playing all the ghost shows on it and uh doorbell rings i go running up there expecting trick-or-treaters and it's one of our neighbors going aren't you guys going to the township hall huh nunica doesn't do trick-or-treat no township party so i'm like oh crap so we go back and we start watching tv and we're happening to be watching most haunted which the show at that time i was kind of a fan of she was hooked on it and uh, they were doing a seance to reach Jack the Ripper. And she looks at me and she goes, we should do that sometime. Huh? You want to do a seance to... To, to summon Jack the Ripper? <laughs> yeah. And she's no. going, no, we should go on a ghost time. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that could be fun. Yeah, we could do that sometime. But we got nothing going on now. Oh. Okay. So we called up our my buddy Jay, 
And uh, the three of us went out to Nunica Cemetery for our very first ghost hunt. Had our cameras, had, had regular photo cameras. And we, I think we, we didn't have a voice recorder, did we? we just had cameras. Right, just a still cameras. Yeah, and we got into the cemetery and there was probably two dozen people walking around. Some of them were drunk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> drunk people, people out there doing... Doing, doing the same thing you were doing? Ghost hunting, yeah. Oh, were they? They were saying they were ghost hunting. I don't and, know. They were probably just seeing stuff. That, oh, yeah. But uh, all of a sudden, a cop <laughs> pulls into the, into the cemetery, and everybody runs and scatters. You know, it is illegal to be in a cemetery after dark. We didn't know that at the time. But the cop walks up or drives up to us, and he's like, uh, what you guys doing? We're ghost hunting. You want to see my pictures? Right. <laughs> he laughs about it. He goes, where's everybody else? Goes, they saw you and they must have ran, I guess. I don't know. We're not with them. We're just by ourselves. You know, well, them are the ones I want then. You guys have fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he let us stay. Yeah. But that was the first ghost hunt. We uh, got home and started looking at our pictures and saw things that we didn't understand, saw little light rods and glowing this and mist and whatnot. And we sent our pictures into a, a group that I won't mention. It was established at the time. And they sent me back a reply that said, you don't have anything. You don't know what you're doing. Don't bother us. Nice. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Screw you. I don't right. Need to do exactly. <laughs> Started researching it myself and pretty much it's, I snowballed. I got hooked. You know, we started figuring out what we had in our pictures, and they were right. We didn't have nothing. We weren't doing it right. But we learned, and one day we're talking about it. We had done Now we had done half a dozen cemeteries and stuff, and we were pretty confident in what we were looking at. And we're like, you know what? There's other people that have questions on this. We ought to start a group that so was just three of us, you know, I built a, a web page on um, some some funky site, and uh, we started our group. Within it was probably within six months. Would you say when we met Danielle? Uh, no. No, we it was met Carrie. Carrie was the first. Carrie one. was our first additional yes. member. And that and, was a little while later. Right. And then uh, shortly after that, we met Danielle. So you, Connie, your friend, who's... Jay. Jay, Jay. Is Jay still with you? Yeah, Jay. He was. He is a founder. Okay. He, he was part of the LLC, but you know, he, he's decided to step down from that. Uh, but he's still a founder. He still helps us control the group. You know, he was here uh, when we did our first podcast here. He was... He was running the soundboard. Oh, I saw him then. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, uh, and then uh, it was probably a year after we committed to making a group, we had five members. Danielle cracks me up because she found us on, on our webpage and she belonged to a group in Grand Rapids. And she contacted us and says, well, I'd like to join your group. I said, well, come on out let's meet let's talk we talked with her for a couple of hours did a, did a full little interview with her and then we says well you know what it sounds like you're going to be a good match 
yeah, we'll, let's have you, we'll put you in the team. She goes, cool. You want to see some of the equipment that I already have? Yeah, yeah great, we'll check it out. <laughs> so she goes out to her car, she comes back in with three cases of equipment. Oh, nice, yeah. Said, All right, you're our equipment manager. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, that's how we got started, and it just snowballed from there. So were you high school sweethearts? No, we were actually uh, a blind date. Oh, okay. yeah. First blind date I ever saw twice. Jay's <laughs> wife and my sister-in-law. That's Jay, interesting. Jay and together. Jay and me and his wife and her sister-in-law all worked at the same place. And uh, she had gone. She was going through a divorce, and I was going through a divorce. And um, the the women got together, and they're going, "We need to set these two up." And uh, they were right. They were right. Yeah. You know, because so, I had other dates that just went nowhere. Right, you know? blind dates. I I can and imagine. I, I'm thinking blind date. You right. Know, what the hell? What do I got to lose? You know. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Right. Here we are going on 32 years together. 32 years together. 30, 31 years. 31 of years marriage. married. Nice. Congratulations. And I still have some hair left. Yeah, it's a complicated answer <laughs> because Connie's right. You did have a love for the paranormal before you, an interest at least, an interest before in you it. met yep. each other. Yeah. Yep. And then your love for each other. Yeah. Was later, and then Connie started it out. Saw a TV program. That's it. She, I saw a TV. She tends program. to be the instigator. Yeah. But because <laughs> nobody catches that though. She's instigator. good at it. Yeah. I don't she's, know if I like the word instigator. It fits. <laughs> she's, she's no, I think she likes giving Mike that job title. <laughs> oh, Mike's another team member. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Mike, and, and Mike needs no help. <laughs> we, we've done a couple of uh, and, uh, trainings up in Gaylord and other investigations and, and places where we've met up with other teams. And it's always Mikey's goal when we're out of town to get us kicked out of everything. Oh, no. <laughs> Including restaurants. Restaurants, the campground in Gaylord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we it was late at night after our training at a, at a local cemetery up there that um, Tammy, Otsego County Paranormal, that they had a lot of activity at. So we're back at the campground. We're unwinding. Uh, a few people had a few to drink. Now they're kind of camping it out. But it's late, it's midnight, and, and we're getting kind of loud. And this uh, little 16-year-old park ranger comes up to us, and he's, uh, folks, uh, we're getting complaints. You're going to have to quiet down. And most of us are like, oh, I'm sorry, no problem. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Mike. Not Mikey. <laughs> Kindergarten cop. Oh, no. Going to kick us out of the campground. <laughs> we're... Uh, the next day we're we're at a at a ponderosa up in gaylord and as soon as we walk in uh mikey's harassing the help and he's, he's having fun with it they're they're catching on we're all sitting down with our our dinner and there's this gentleman who's a young young man um he he looks he looks to be a, a little challenged but oh. but he's Sustainable. He he's out on his own. You know, nice guy, but he's real quiet. And um, we're we're getting goofy and crazy again. And um, all of a sudden, Mikey would smart off to somebody, 
and and I'd catch him out of the corner of his eye, and he's like, you know, snickering. And then the manager walks over to Mikey, and I catch him again, and he's like, oh, crap. And Mikey's got a spoonful of food going up into his mouth, and he's about right here with it. And she goes, um, sir, I'm the manager, and we've had a few complaints. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Mikey just goes, Okay. Takes another <laughs> bite. And she stands there a minute, and all of a sudden she couldn't keep a straight face anymore. She just starts laughing, and it was just hilarious. We're all looking at Mikey like, what's your next move, dude? Yeah. You know? And, and he wasn't even sure if she was serious or not. But when she busted out, it, the whole place went nuts. We had everybody. <laughs> now you're talking, Mike. What's Mike's last name? Powers. Mike Powers, and he's doing your podcast? He is the host of our podcast. He is one of our senior investigators. Uh, he's our equipment manager. Uh, you know, Mike, <laughs> I tell this a lot to a lot of people. We brought Mikey in the group, not expecting him to last a couple of months. We weren't sure that with his background that he would be a team player. And here he is. I think there's one person in the group that's got more seniority than him. How, other, so other how many do you have? How many members do you have now? Now we have fourteen. We just took on just last week. We just took on a new member to start training. Uh, but we average, we try to stay in the fifteen to twenty range, just because in the beginning we were pretty busy with this COVID stuff. You know, like you guys know, yeah. the COVID stuff slowed everything down. So right. we've kind of slowed back our numbers. People come, they get bored, they leave. Some you know move away. The numbers change all the time, but we like to stay right around that 15 number. That way we've got plenty of people to do whatever needs to be done. There's occasions where you get two investigations in a month. You know, you don't want to have the same people doing that. You don't want to confuse your evidence. Yeah, you know? at one point we had 26 <clears throat> in the group. Oh, yeah. And we're like, yeah, it's too much. We need a clean house. People weren't doing what they were supposed to do anyway, so yeah. it was time to clean it. All from Grand Haven? Oh, no, 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 from all over. We've got members from Grand Rapids, uh, Fremont, Hesperia. Hesperia, Grand Haven, Holland. You know, if, if they're willing to drive to come to our meetings, you know, we'll consider them because we do a lot of traveling for the investigations and stuff anyway. Did you ever consider opening up different chapters in different cities, yep. towns? It's been brought up. It's been brought up, but. Uh, one of our founders kind of has control issues so that kind of scenario tends to cause issues one of our founders <laughs> yeah one of them i'm not going to say which one <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's it's taken me a while to get over those in the beginning <laughs> in the beginning i kid you not <clears throat> he had to do everything oh okay well we got these 12 recordings i'm going to listen to all of them why don't you delegate? Sure. Why not? I wouldn't want to listen to help. all of them. <laughs> See, what, I couldn't. I couldn't get past the fact yeah. that I've trained these people. Mm -hmm. They know what I know, but yet I'm such a perfectionist in making sure that what we're telling people is legit. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't give up that control. Mm -hmm. It took an intervention from the team yep. to make me loosen the reins and let other people do things Connie yeah. did it again because well. I went around and I talked to everybody I said we need to get him to understand 
you know yeah, it's, it's right. a team you have to do it all right and that was the hardest part for me giving up that would be goal. hard for me too bill but you know like we, you know, we mentioned we have an llc we got the llc to protect the group we built a reputation for being honest and being accurate and all that stuff in my head is is a very very high priority so i didn't want to give up control to anybody because i had my standards right yeah I, my team, i'm with you and did uh, would they have missed anything if it was one of those recordings that you didn't that, would they, that yeah, was that's my thing. Fear. i know that was my fear i know i know exactly you know, what you're saying but are, are, are you guys really going to listen to this stuff as good as i'm going to right mm -hmm. i know what you're saying and, and shocker they do right but the LLC, that little thing at the end of your name there is very important. Limited Liability Corporation. There you go. If you're out there and you're a team. If you are a team and you are not taking steps to protect yourself, you're asking for problems. Mm -hmm. Gotta have insurance. Insurance is, is, is a biggie, huge. but that LLC is probably the best protection that any team can get if you plan on doing this for a while. It's not expensive, you know, it's uh, 50 bucks if you do it yourself through the state website. And then I think it's uh, 30 or 40 bucks, 25 bucks to renew it every year. Yep. And you have to renew it every year. But there are people, there are groups out there that I've talked to in the past where something's happened a member's gotten hurt on an investigation or somebody stole something or something got broke, broke and the clients come back the member comes back and they sue you and if you don't have that llc they can sue you for your personal property right if you have the llc they can only get what that company's worth we're not making any money out of that that, At, our company ain't worth that much. You ain't getting a whole lot. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you're a sole proprietor, you might lose your house. Yeah, you could lose your right. house. That's your the car, difference there. Your, you know, you could lose your 401k. You can you can lose a lot if it's a serious enough event and it goes to court. Yeah, very important. Very Last important. year when you were on the show, one of the things that we talked about was doing stuff together, and we did. Brandon and I went on one of your cases at a pizza place. Oh yeah, Bella Max so and we got to find out what you guys were all about very disciplined i mean you enter a room you tell the recorders that you're entering the room or yep. leaving the room and you gave me a bunch of paperwork i mean a bunch this isn't <laughs> i don't think this is half of it nope this isn't half of the paperwork you said we like being redundant and you're talking about protecting yourself exactly you're protecting yourself you're protecting your team you know we make anybody who joins our group fills out an application they also fill out confidentiality. Probably in triplicate. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember right. <laughs> confidentiality, permission to investigate, permission to use your image, liability releases. We go to a client for an investigation. We get permission to investigate again. We get permission we get a, a confidentiality agreement that sets the level of confidentiality the client wants. You know, I mean it's we go through a lot of stuff. We have a, a I think it's an eight-page questionnaire that we give every client just on the paranormal, the ghostly side of things. And everybody's waiting because now we're moving into the Bigfoot and the cryptid stuff. So now everybody's waiting for me to make, make new forms. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, this is the questions for, I think, for interview questions yep. that you have. Yep. But also, if there's a minor involved. Exactly. Something, a whole new thing, because it you is. can't, minors can't go to court. No, and you can't. You can't sit there and, and interview a minor in, in, in your investigation without the parent's permission. Uh, and our form is set up that when we're dealing with minors, there's always two members there, whether the parent is in the room or not. Because there are some times where, uh, depending on the age of the child, that you don't want the parent in there for fear of influencing the interview. Right. If they maybe experience something, they right. won't be honest about it. Or right. If their parents there, um, and and also when we deal with children, our cases with children are priority, and we will never use the name of a child. We'll make up a name. It doesn't matter if I have full use of uh, the investigation for our website or whatever. I will not print. I will not say a child's name. I may make one up but their real name will never be released yeah this is what experience teaches you yeah it teaches you that redundant works we actually had uh, a couple years into the group operation we had a gal join her and her husband joined she was a lawyer oh there you go she was fresh out of just passed her bar exam just getting a, a, a job i think at the time she was looking in grand rapids but she had an interest in paranormal, so she joined. And she happened to notice all of our forms because we made her fill out the application. And she goes, well, you know, you need to word this different. You right. need to word that different. Just one word here or there can make a difference. Yeah. So I took and printed off every form we have. I says, look at them over, tell me what you think. And she came back with a bunch of notes and I changed everything again and she looked him over. She goes, "Yeah, that's that's a little more protection. That's a little more accurate." She's actually the reason we got the LLC. Yeah, yeah. She she's was, the one that told well, us. Well, she's one of them. I mean, there was yeah. also um, Jason out of Indiana, his team. Oh, the one yeah. that made the videos yeah. for us. Which, yeah. if you ever see this, Jason, thanks again. <laughs> yeah, let's say you go to a, a client's house, you do an investigation, they start having nightmares. They want to sue you. Yeah, you got you guys caused this. I wasn't like this before you were here. Exactly. Right. And it does happen. This crazy crap does happen. Yep. Very important. Your in your mission statement. There again, you chose your words uh, wisely. You talk about you're dedicated, honest, objective, open-minded. You're dedicated to the truth. You promise confidentiality. You strive to find answers, but you also do lectures. Yep. And you're doing training. Training. Tra you offer training. But a big thing in your mission is debunking. Oh, definitely. And you, it's funny because you talk about when the orbs settle. <laughs> yes. Good old orbs. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I take it you don't put a lot of confidence in orbs. Orbs are Rare. in everybody's pictures, mm -hmm. everybody's video. Or you see them, you see certain TV shows. Oh, look at that orb. It just come out of his back. No, it didn't. What? There are very specific rules for a true orb. First rule, number one, if you can recreate it, it's not paranormal. Dust orbs are going to look granular. They're going to be oddball shapes. You're going to zoom in on them. It's going to look like it's got texture. 
uh, an orb of moisture. Moisture. You're going to zoom in on that. It's going to look like um, an orange that's been cut in half. It's going to be sectioned. These happen all the time. These are things that we've discovered in our time investigating that I couldn't believe nobody else ever talked about. Bugs. Bugs. You can sometimes see wings. You can see reflection off the bodies uh, that can cause light orbs or light rods. Uh, if you zoom in, you can possibly see legs. Um, a true orb, and I tell this a lot, zoom in on it. If it's creating its own light, and no matter how close you zoom in on it, that light does not fade edge to edge. It is solid. It is complete. Perfectly spherical. Perfectly spherical. And if it's in a video and it has a direct flight path, it's not doing this. It's going boom, boom. You know, that's something we'll look at twice. Right. That's the only reason we'll look at an orb twice. Or if it's something too where you have like a like if there's a post or something, it goes behind the post, you can't see it, and it comes back out or something like that. Whereas if it's dust, it's just floating around in front of the camera. Right. Right. You know. So. And, and some people go, well, I can see a face in it. I can, that's got, that looks like my Uncle John. That's got to be him. No, it's not. No. It's matrixing. Mm -hmm. yep. Your mind says. <laughs> your mind looks for patterns. Exactly. Yeah. Your mind says, I should know what this is. It tries to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. It tries to make yeah, sense. Yeah, that's a big thing. Our, our mind oh, plays yeah. tricks on us. Oh, yeah. And we, visually like that, right? We, when we had our first website up, and I still have this picture somewhere. I'll have to put it back up. We went to this farm. The woman says, um, in this part of the pasture, the, the horses won't go there. And she says, over in that part of the pasture, closer to the road, we're always hearing sounds. Well, we did a little research and we found there was a fatality accident there 30 years before. I had taken a picture of that area and got this huge mist and we posted the picture on our website and I got 20 emails within a week. You see that face over here? Oh. Look at this face over here. Look at, so we started asking people, how many faces can you see? Well, there's this nun with the big brimmed hat, like the flying nun. Uh, there's, there's this, this looks like a, like maybe a black man's face over here. These two faces look like they're coming out of each other. People, we counted 29 different faces in this mist orb. When I looked at some of the other photos that we taken that night, again, this is back when we were starting, when we hadn't learned a lot of tricks yet. I realized that I was holding my camera like this. It was a fall night, and that mist was my breath. Oh. Nothing paranormal about it at all. But because of matrixing, and it's on a ghost hunter's website. Everybody thought it was paranormal. You stare into the abyss long enough. You will see a ghost. <laughs> you will see something, right? Yep. And the process, the digital process creates orbs in itself. Oh, yeah. But if now if you see an orb with your naked eye, and like you said, it, ha it has a flight pattern that's distinct. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have something there. Maybe. Yeah, but if it's on a picture. I would say in the, in the 15 years we've been doing this, well, it doesn't help, too, because you have a lot of the ghost shows are like, 
Oh yeah. This this is a ghost. Like like they show all these pictures. I'm like it's all dust. Yeah. And the thing is, is because like the, the shows teach like how people get so defensive about it. Right. And right. I'm like I'm like I'm not insulting you. It's just like that's what you're told. You were you from were watching these wrong. shows. You, you forget but, like, that the show is, is entertainment. It is. Yeah. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Yeah. You know. But I think in the 15 years we've been doing this, I think I can safely say that we have photographed three possibly real orbs. Three orbs that we cannot come up with a logical explanation. Did they have color? One did. What color? One was a green one. Now, this one was, again, was at that actually at that same farm. I had taken a picture of the pasture. Behind the pasture is about 10 acres of 30, 40 foot pine trees. At the top of the shadows of those trees, I caught a green orb, and to this day, we can't debunk it. People are like, well, that's probably a light or reflection from the farm behind it. It's open farm field. There is absolutely nothing, no telephone poles, no power lines, no buildings, nothing behind that for at least two miles. So there's no way it's a reflection off anything there. It's nothing that's in the trees because it's all strictly pine trees and it hovers just above the pine trees. Now, did you have any high EMF readings? At that point, we weren't even doing EMF. We, I think all we had at that point was a K2. Okay. We didn't even have a millimeter back then, I don't think. They put values on these different colors and green is associated with the heart. Yep. Or nature or the human spirit. Right. Now, I, because of my lack of trust of an orb to begin with, I don't put a lot of faith in them colors. Right. But I do believe that true orbs can come in different colors. Yeah, so much of this is theory. We have yeah. to base it on theories. Theory after theory after theory. Whether That's like the, the whole thing. We have <clears throat> own, like that one piece of a giant puzzle. Yeah. And you're just trying to add those extra pieces, you know, so it's. Like even like for my, it's like I, like when I started, my views are a lot different than they are now. You know, because right, exactly. you learn so much. Because you learn. The more you do it, the more, and you're always learning. Right. Like you can be in this thing for 50 years, and you're still going to be learning exactly. more about it. And that's why para unity mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. Until we can start learning from each other and mm-hmm. investigating the same way, figuring out which ways actually work better, and everybody's doing it that way. Yeah. Then we'll get some great evidence. Which pieces of equipment are credible? Exactly. You know, and too, a lot of people today um, use only cell phones when they take their videos, or they use only certain digital cameras. You can't do that. You know, it's yeah, harder they, they and harder do. to find Lens a film camera. are really bad on cameras. Right. And but stuff. you, you got to find different medias. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. old school yeah. works best. Mm-hmm. You old, know, Polaroids are coming back. I thought, great. Yeah, you can still fake a Polaroid. It's been done. Mm -hmm. But if you're getting the same evidence on a Polaroid or a film camera that you're getting in digital or video, you're corroborating your evidence. Yeah, so that's the big thing, too, is try to have different type of things that line up with each other. It makes a stronger case. So when we're investigating, if if we have video in a room, we have separate audio, too. Mm -hmm. Because you want to try to get as many captures as you can. Yeah, 
That's like when you were talking about us announcing when we go into a room or announcing when we leave a room because for different pieces of equipment that we have in that room or that we're carrying with us, when we're reviewing, like on video, you can see who comes in and who leaves the room. On audio, all you hear is somebody's in that room, but right. we don't know who, yeah. we don't know when they left, right. we don't know how many people are in there. And if you tag all that stuff, then when you're reviewing, you can overlap different cross devices cross and cross-reference and see, you know, like the Chris situation oh, at yeah. that time. Yeah. Go ahead, tell them <laughs> that one. We did an investigation for a resident. It was actually uh, a former member of the group. And uh, we had two women in, in the house. They were, they were in there probably an hour. And uh, at one point in time, they were talking to each other. And when they also asked, because they felt things didn't feel right, so they asked if they could review their own recordings. And don't normally do that, but I thought, okay, what the heck. So they send us this EVP back. And you got to listen to this. There's a male voice. And sure enough, when you play it, you can hear them talking. And you hear this gruff, really deep, gritty male voice. I'm thinking, cool, that's a class A EVP. You could almost completely understand what they were saying. You know, it was a sentence. It was, there was three or four words in there you could really hear. This is awesome. Well, then we also rediscovered we had another camera in that room. And uh, when we found that time section, we found that EVP. You can see one girl stand up from the couch, walk past the corner of the couch heading towards the camera and she's talking. The voice recorder is now behind her, pointing the other way, and it's debunked completely. It was her talking. Mm -hmm. She was so mad that it was her, but she was even more mad that it sounded like a gruff old ah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah though, though they, they do distort quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Like if you're, oh, depends yeah. What, yeah, especially with that being the opposite direction. You know, the voice there, you know, it's not. Yep. It depends on what yeah. it's going to bounce off of. Mm -hmm. If there's, you know, something metallic in a room might cause that reverberation to totally change and you couldn't recognize your own voice. Yeah. Bill yeah. hit on electronic voice phenomena and it's class A, B, and C. Yeah. A is very rare that you actually get stuff that you can right. understand. And right. Everybody understands the same way. Right. Very rare. You know, B's are most common. Uh, uh, well, actually, I, I guess C's are most common. Most common, right? Bees, I was going to bring bees some equipment are most in. disputed, I would say. I was going to bring some stuff in that you use. I'm sure you use a spirit box and you measure EMS we and different things. We actually don't use a spirit box oh, don't a you? lot. No, we're going to be getting into that only because somebody got us hooked oh, on the SS. Yeah. 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 yeah, if you're going to use a spirit box, I would guess, you know, use that Estes method to try to make it more credible right mm -hmm. my biggest problem with the spirit box to me is it's like the paperwork it's redundancy a lot of people use a spirit box and they have a conversation and wow that's evidence but in a conversation 
You're just getting what could possibly be random answers. If you can't get that spirit to answer the same question different ways, I don't count that as evidence. Yeah, I always try to get them and the, to repeat. And the big problem, too, with the spirit box is because, okay, if you like, like doing the Estes, the one person doesn't know the questions being yes. asked, right. so like it right. has more credibility to it. Right. But a regular spirit box, you have five people going, what's your name? All of a sudden, somebody goes, Frank. You know, oh, oh, it said Frank, you yep. know? Yep. So then everybody's like, oh, it just said Frank. So then you start building into this whole story because all you got to do is hear a little, because you're still going to get little clips of words. You're still going to get some words coming through stations. Right. So, like, if you hear that, all of a sudden you're feeding off of something that sounds close. Like one person, oh, I think it says this. And everybody's like, oh, it says that. And, you know, and then you're, See, you keep going with it. And when we train our people for EVP sessions, mm -hmm. if they get something like that, the next question they're supposed to say is, did I hear you right? Could you tell me your name yeah. again? Mm -hmm. You know, or who's the name of the owner of the house? Yeah. You ask these, you, you want duplication, right? Mm -hmm. You want to get them to, and it does happen. It's rare, but it yeah. does happen. That's like that case where uh, Danielle and them were in the basement and it said Peter. Peter, yeah. And that's it went perfect with the case. Yeah. But because it didn't say Peter again, we had to throw it out. Yeah, we were in the home of uh, Second Impressions is a, a, a shop in, in Grand Haven. It was owned by Peter and Kate Koopman. And in 1922, Peter Koopman was convicted of murdering his wife. Yep. Well, we were on, we did several investigations there. And on one of them, there was three girls, like she said, in the basement doing a spirit box. And I think they actually did ask what your name was. Yep. And it come out perfectly clear. Peter. Peter. Out of a spirit box? Out of a spirit box. Yep. And they were geeked and they went on to the conversation, mm -hmm. not trying to, Get it to reinforce it. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we're doing a review, they're all excited. They, they play the recording and this is great. This is cool. I says, yeah, it is. Did you get it to repeat? Oh, um, no, I didn't think about that. Throw it away. It's no good. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you, you have to. I you think have if to. there's any doubt at all, exactly, you there have to throw be it any out. Doubt. That's why if there's like people having a conversation and you pick up something like you think is in back of them, oh, that's paranormal. Mm. I don't think you can. You no. can't have it as if evidence. You if you can't confirm what that conversation is going on behind them it's not evidence yeah it's too much and, speculation and with us too you know our group is diverse we have skeptics sensitives full believers people who are, are techie you know everybody who just has an interest in it. it it's not not everybody in the group believes in ghosts and when we get done with all the review we don't hand it to the client it comes to our next meeting and it plays to every member and we all sit there and discuss it okay if you don't think this is truly paranormal give me a reason why let's figure it out if we can't get everybody to agree one way or the other then it's not included in the case okay you know if we can find something everybody can say well that's that's the sink i, I remember this sink was gurgling okay we've debunked that sound that'll go in the case we heard this sound. You may have heard this sound before. We figured out it's the sink. We've heard dripping sinks at different locations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brandon you know, had a house we investigated. He wasn't living in it. No. 
but we went to his house, one of his houses, and investigated, and I think it had a sink that was dripping. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't know that, uh, like, plumbing, again, can cause false, false evidence. Mm -hmm. If you have two faucets on your sink and one of them turns on, it's most likely a bad seat in, in that faucet. But if you have one of them faucets that has only one handle for hot and cold and that turns on, you need to look at it a little closer. Is, is that lever weak? Is it loose? Because that will cause it. If it's tight and secure, it, there's a better chance it might be paranormal. I think but, that people are, are finding out why you're one of the most respected teams in this area. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But you mean, it's, it's, you, you got to debunk it. Paneling. Old, beautiful, old homes with the, with the uh, tongue and groove paneling. Heat, cold, contracts, you know, heat ducts. These things all make noise. They all carry noise. Yeah, in Michigan, the old heat ducts <coughs> are famous. Well, it's like for our it. case. We had like one where we debunked it. We had the thermal cam out because she was hearing noises behind like the dresser or whatever. And we could go, well, we can see this is where the duct worked is. We can see that you, you, you could see the heat and the cold coming through. You could tell like that's what was making the noise in the wall. So we could debunk, you know, like one of the claims right, right there. Right. It's like you were talking about uh, bringing things to the group. You know, you and I had looked things over, and Jay had looked things over for the apparition video. Oh, yeah. And uh, we brought that to the group, and that's still kind of up in the air, but it's up on YouTube. Oh, yeah. We did an investigation at Cadillac. We caught what possibly is an apparition in a window. The apparition looks to be outside. Um, the facts are most of the team was outside in front of this window. We know there was nobody out there. There was three people investigating in the house when the apparition was caught. They didn't see it as the camera passed past the window. The apparition walks from in front of the window to the center of the window. And stops. And stops, and then the camera moves away. And then when it comes back, it's gone. And we were actually all, those of us that weren't in the house, there was only three people in the house. Those of us that were not in the house were out in the road in our car because it was wintertime out. So we weren't, you know, out running around in the air. I mean, we could clearly see the house. There was nobody there. This apparition shows like a white or gray coat or gown, almost kind of like a hospital gown. It shows, clearly shows a shoulder and a head with maybe like a hoodie on. It doesn't show legs. Yeah. Clothing's key. If they have period clothing on, mm -hmm. that's key. Key, well, yeah. The full-form apparition that Brandon saw, the clothing was important because he had like a, like a gym type of a suit on, a sweatsuit. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that's what he wore when he worked there at the radio station. And we confirmed that because his wife called in the next day and said, I know who that was. That was my husband. That's how he always dressed when he went to work. Yeah. See, we even, uh, a while back, years back, we, we decided everybody needs to wear the same colors. Oh. But in IR, doesn't matter what color you're wearing, if you're all wearing the same colors, you're still going to get distortions in the color. You know, black looks white, white looks gray. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and and so even if you are wearing the same colors, and you also have to be color, be careful what colors you're wearing up below and above, right? So you don't because it does create a see-through effect if you wear certain colors. So yep. if you don't want yep. your underwear showing on through, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> on the IR cameras. You know, we we haven't had that, yeah, uh, happen yet. But it yeah. is funny. We did have a member a while back, yeah who uh was afraid of that all the time yeah oh no <laughs> she was always nervous about that. it's rare but it can happen it can you, yeah depending what how you're layering your colors mm -hmm. debunking very important protection do you guys take any special things for protection Steps? that's um we don't require protection from the group it's an individual thing it's an individual thing yes however we do encourage and we do have uh, like Kathy and a couple others that can cleanse, can sage, smudge, smudge. They, they, they can do this stuff if needed be on the uh, city of Milwaukee after our Estes system of uh, Estes session. There. That's one of the ships that you yeah. guys were on. After that one there, even I went in and got smudged. Oh, it was it was that intense. Oh, she oh she shared that story with us. Yeah, yeah. we were on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Brandon and, uh, and I were on your podcast. You guys are doing a podcast out of WKTV now. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, it was, first one was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Kathy Clark did an excellent job. Yeah, her and Mike and Mike, made a great right? Team. But myself, my personal feeling is, unless something's happened to me personally. I don't want that protection. I want to be able to rely on my team to know if there's something wrong with me. But I also want the experience. I want to be able to document what's going on. And there has been times when I have had experiences that I remember differently than what the video shows. Yeah, we yeah. heard about one of your experiences yeah, when you were on last year. You know, I don't believe in oppression. I don't believe in possession. I think they're too easily faked. But when <laughs> you have a situation that falls into those categories, and it's you, and you're looking at the video going, I didn't say that, I didn't do that, and yet you're watching yourself do it, makes you wonder. <laughs> when you were on a year ago, we, we brought up, Paranormal unity, and now that's become huge. Para unity. Para unity. The, the, the words come smaller, but you're still working on that. Oh yes, we definitely. need to cover that. I know we're we're I almost been here an hour, so we need to cover that. <laughs> yeah, you uh, got para unity. We have started uh, the paranormal summit. It's a generic name. I'm trying to get everybody that's involved, the five teams we currently have involved, to come up with a better name. But until everybody does so be it but it's all about getting teams to work together we do we do events we do team building exercises we all make the rules the goal is to get everybody working together on the same page learning from each other and practicing and figuring out the right way to do it and and so that we don't have any of this oh this is my territory or you're not doing that right. My evidence is better than your evidence. You know, yeah. it's not our evidence. We need to figure out what the truth is. And until we start working together and figuring out the right ways to collect evidence, we're never going to get there. Yeah, you got to set some standards in the industry. Exactly. They all have, all industries have standards. Yeah. And it's just what they agree upon. 
Now, we've tried this with our group uh, a number of years back with uh, Michigan Paranormal Network, and it failed miserably. We had 11 teams, and within a year, we closed the doors because everybody was arguing about, well, this team's going to be in there. I'm not going to do it. Or I'm not going to change the ways I do things, you know. Uh, the timing just wasn't right. We met up with you guys. We've met up with uh, Mappet out of the Traverse City area. Otsego County Paranormal, we all got together and did a few things together. And it's like, you know what? The time is right. We can do this. We can work together. We can set some rules. We are hoping we've got two meetings coming up for just the, the initial team members. And then the third meeting is going to be back up at the SS City of Milwaukee. We're hoping that by that meeting next year, in May, we will be able to have new teams come in. It's a three-day weekend where we work on para-unity, we investigate a very historic, a very cool ship, which the staff there still calls us, hey, this happened the other day, and we're going through things and helping things. I, mean, I, I think if it. you keep it simple, I think it'll be successful. I'm not sure if every team out there can parallel you guys and your standards because you have a very High standard. That's why we have to work with everybody. It can't be just our standards. Right. That's what happened the last time. It was our standards, our rules. This is how we think it should go. And it didn't work. Your goals have to be attainable. Right. So goals you have keep to be it attainable. Simple. Everybody has to agree on them. Everybody has to say, yeah, I think that's the right way to do it. If we can't agree on it there's no unity and this I mean, you guys are doing this locally but this is going around the world because I communicate with teams all over oh yeah and they're they talk about the same things to me so everybody's interested in some kind of standards and exactly the industry will improve and then maybe we can actually see and hear some evidence that will make you uh, exactly set, set back a little bit exactly yeah, yeah. that's yeah. one of the things I think I like really like is like a lot of the groups are all coming together now because like, like when I started we were all kind of for most part, it was like everybody was off on their own, and you had like a lot of groups. There's kind of turf wars between. Right, right. <laughs> this is my territory. This is mine. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's not the way yeah. it should be. Yeah, no, we should all be working together, sharing locations and yeah, it, sharing it, evidence, so we can build and help each other learn and grow. And, it should be. You know, you know, we've got an investigation. We're short a couple of people. Yeah. Hey, you got somebody to help us out. Yeah. You know? And that person should be able to step in, mm -hmm. knowing the same standards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We need to move on. The upcoming and ongoing, and this is a Bigfoot here. This is 23 <laughs> inches. They get bigger than this. They get 24 inches. But you guys have got some Bigfoot training coming up because yes. not only I didn't get it to in your mission statement, but you still focus on ghosts and helping families, but you've expanded UFOs, cryptids, which Bigfoot falls into the cryptids. Any, anything paranormal. But what do you got going for the Bigfoot training? That's what you want to hear about. Oh, I get to talk. <laughs> well, you seem so quiet. Because I know if I don't let her say something, I'm going to hear about it. Yeah, Connie can, t Connie can handle this one. Uh, the Bigfoot. Um, yeah, in September, we're going to go up to the UP with uh, Brandon and possibly a couple other people and some others from our group and spend a um, couple of days up there and learning from Rich Myers how to 
hunt for Bigfoot. The Upper Peninsula uh, Bigfoot Sasquatch Research Organization. They have it. a name as long as yours. I think theirs might actually be a little bigger. I, well, I, think I know. It, they got the same, same amount of Same amount, right. I counted them because I was curious which one of you guys had the biggest name. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and he seems like a good guy. I didn't oh, meet great. him, but he yeah. sent me this shirt during the pandemic. He went out and made it happen for me. I had oh, to pay him for awesome. it, but still, he, I mean, he, he did the work. So that's great that, you know, you guys are expanding on that. That should be fun. I don't know. We were pretty busy just hunting ghosts when I did it. But Brandon's doing the same thing. He's moving on with his group, Kent County Paranormal, Paranormal to di these same areas. So I think that's exciting. But that's the advantage of having a larger team. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the skills that we learn in ghost hunting, a lot of them are, are transferable into the other into the All right. Field. Yeah, and they overlap. They you know, entwine. And we can get people who are interested in the Bigfoot stuff. And when it comes to evidence review of the ghost hunting stuff, now we have another skeptic to help balance the scale and and maybe we can open things up better and sometimes it's like well we saw a bigfoot same time uh, we've seen ufos in this area now my the bigfoot people i talk to say oh well i don't i don't buy into that bigfoot's not related to any ufo or anything but there are it, some like, like in ghost hunting there are some crazy theories yeah now bigfoot's built pyramids we got upcoming <laughs> stuff also um on this show our next podcast will be Exy Suzanne Smith, and she's an author. She's written three books. Here's one of her books, Paranormal Now. Welcome to my paranormal life. And she's gonna be an interesting person. She's far out. I don't think she's ever been abducted, like some of the people <laughs> we have in here have been abducted and stuff, like Bill Konkoleski. <laughs> yeah. But she has some, some crazy stories. And then I'm still doing the deliverance ministry. You can get a hold of me and uh preacher man and we'll we'll come out and if that's if you are being oppressed bill doesn't believe in it but by demons or evil spirits we'll help you out maybe someone put a spell on you <laughs> so we want to do a shout out to rick meyer like connie said uh Chitana who was our last guest i've already got a shout out for, for her kim colleen is normally here with us you guys know kim colleen oh, yeah. yep. great yep She's, she's, I'm still mad at her for getting rid of the Jeep, though. Oh, I know. She got rid yeah, of Yeah, me too. She got rid on, of the slime so machine. Cool. Yeah. She was a ghostbuster. But she got, she's one of our co hosts. And then uh, Mary Bassett, who does uh, cryptic frequencies. And then, so our final thought we're going to have to do this real quick. In 1973, a movie came out. And when it was released, it provoked fainting, vomiting, and heart attacks in theaters. And, uh, even though I was coached from five years old from my grandfather at not to be afraid of ghosts, I was afraid when I went and saw The Exorcist. So, I mean, just real quick, some impressions of what Hollywood has done to the paranormal field. Connie, let's start with you maybe. What, what, is, the, what is the paranormal? Are, are there like TV shows out there you don't necessarily agree with? They're, they're staging stuff, it's not reality. And I won't say any specific names, okay. but yeah, there's there's a lot of them out there that I watch, and and a lot of them I end up just shutting off because I just don't, you know, doing doing this in real life, you know, it's just not the same. TV is TV, TV is entertainment. Yeah, and if they make it entertaining, I know they've hit. I've heard stories about they have people come on. Well, they weren't part of their group, but pretend that you are part of this group for our show. Yep. Different things that they want them to do. So I know some of that stuff goes on. But you know, you got to give them credit too. 
if it weren't for shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Right. It's done good things you know, for the paranormal. It has, it has opened up the field, but it's, it's also given us a bad rap. Yeah. Poltergeist, when I saw that movie, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it just it wasn't anything like the Poltergeist. It had nothing to do with Poltergeist. No. The definition of Poltergeist. We started out with Zach Baggins. We did you guys' intro. We used Zach, so I know he's one of the guys out there. Brandon, any any thoughts on Hollywood and what it's done to the paranormal? Well, my biggest thing is I think they've set a lot of negative, at least some of those shows and some of the ideas that go out because they set like negative thought forms. Because I teach like like the Dybbuk box. The Dybbuk box was a hoax. Dybbuk boxes are not real. The uh, Zozo, the Ouija board demon. You have a lot of those, or you have like Slenderman. Like Slenderman wasn't even. It wasn't said as a hoax it was a photo contest and all of a sudden you know the right. thought form gets you put a thought form out there so it, like i wonder if are things taking advantage of this and manifesting in this form or are you setting a negative are you creating a negative thought form and releasing it by doing that and i think that's one of the big dangers out there right because yeah. all of a sudden you're giving power Slenderman to it, something is a you know? perfect example mm-hmm. for that i mean you if you do the research on it you will find it is a fictional character mm-hmm but yet and that wasn't set as a hoax that was just set as right. a picture he, he was doing a like a photo editing thing to make the scariest creature it was a contest right right and it's completely mm-hmm. fictional but yet i've run across people who swear to god they've had encounters mm-hmm. so you may have to sift through the bs when it comes oh, yeah. to tv and movies but they are doing some good out there i like to end the show with something inspirational so i i search for quotes and that and something that may apply today we need some inspiration but first of all bill connie jones thanks so much for joining the show appreciate it but we're going to leave you with this with this inspirational thought this quote you are a light you are the light never let anyone any person or any force dampen dim or diminish your light release the need to hate to harbor division an enticement of revenge release all bitterness hold only love only peace in your heart knowing that the battle of good to overcome evil is already won robert or john robert lewis born february 22nd 1940 died july 17th 2020 so robert lewis Rest in peace. Peace out, everyone. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.